So we've been thinking a lot about light this morning and in our play, the character Miriam was searching for the true light. We're going to read some verses now from a prophecy uh, from Isaiah that talks a little bit about light. From Isaiah chapter 9, the people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwelt in darkness on them has light shone. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and of peace there will be no end. On the throne of David and over his kingdom, to establish it with justice and righteousness from this time forth and forevermore. And so we've been thinking about light this morning, and I wonder what we think about the different lights that we see around us at Christmas time. We see towns and cities decorated, maybe a light tunnel in Norwich, individual houses, but not many can beat this particular house along the Cumbrian coast. This couple uh, and their family, Jeremy and Mandy, have built this light show for the last 20 years. And they spend six months of the year either putting it up or taking it down. There are 150,000 lights that they use. It's a dazzling display of Santas, reindeer, angels, and Christmas trees. The RAF use it to navigate at night time. Wow. I think we've got some, of, some like that near us, but not quite as good as that. And verse 2 of our reading talked about the people walking in darkness. So from that extreme of light, I wonder what the darkest situation that you've been in is. Maybe somewhere where you've not been able to see your hand in front of your face. But it's quite difficult, isn't it, to get that complete darkness. There's usually some small amount of light that makes the difference. And so we have that contrast between darkness and light. And we love to see that played out in movies and, and stories. We love to see the goodies, uh, the side representing light, win. And uh, on the screen now, you can see some pictures of stories that have light against darkness, of good against evil. Maybe you've seen some of those films. But we're here in the real world. <coughs> Excuse me. A world that has darkness and light of its own, not just in a story, not just on a movie screen. And 2020 will probably go down in history as one of those dark years. And here we are living right in the middle of it. And yet today we're talking about the light of Christmas. What do we mean by the light of Christmas? Well, to begin to think about it, we need to go back to the beginning of time. And if you're able to join our service this evening, our service of carols and readings, they start right back at the beginning in the book of Genesis, at the beginning of time. So we don't need to go far into the Bible the first, very first verses, speaking of God being the creator of this amazing world that we live in. 
Genesis 1 verse 2, the earth was without form or void and darkness was over the face of the deep. And there may be many different views about the nuts and bolts of how the earth was created, but as Christians, we believe that it came into being because God spoke it into being. And the next thing we find after this darkness being over the face of the earth was God said, let there be light. And there was light. And God went on to create the lands, the heavens, all the creatures and human beings. And God said that it was very good. But we don't need to read much further again into the book of Genesis to find out the next encounter with darkness. Not necessarily in a literal sense, but in a sense that man's relationship with God was spoiled. Everything is yours, God said. You can have what you want. I'll put you in charge. But you just need to avoid that. It's not good for you. Everything is yours. But just avoid that. It's not good for you. Isn't that a situation that's been played out thousands, millions of times since? Blessed with so much that's good around, but wanting something that's not good. Adam and Eve ate of the fruit of the tree, deciding not to live in the freedoms that God had given them, but choosing to decide for themselves what was good and what was not. And the relationship with God was spoiled. But what should God do about it? What would you have done about it? Well, the plan was already in place. God knew before he created anything that this would happen. Give people freedom, give people a choice, and at some point, they will make the wrong choice. There would need to be a rescue plan put into place. Wasn't that a, a risk to take for God, to give people the freedoms that he wanted? It's difficult for us with our human minds to understand. Maybe we'd consider... Maybe we could consider the risks of parenting children and going into that with our eyes wide open. We're not expecting it to be plain sailing. There'll be sacrifices. There'll be sleepless nights. There'll be strained relationships, heartbreaks. But in most cases, parents do it because they want to bring into the world a loving member of their family. God created the world with his eyes open knowing that a sacrifice would have to be made. And we fast forward a few thousand years through periods of people wanting to make their own choices about what was good and about what was not good. And the time had come to put the next part of the plan into operation. You know, there's nothing recorded in Scripture about God speaking before Jesus was born for hundreds of years. The people were walking in darkness. Yes, God had tried through some of the prophets to get people to see sense, but that had fallen on deaf ears. And we read that in that prophecy from Isaiah, the people walking in darkness have seen a great light. And involving a faithful lady, a fiancé Joseph, before some humble shepherds, in the stable of an inn, 
that same God who created light and the world around us became a human being. Emmanuel, God with us. He is the light that came into the world. He is the light of Christmas. But there's more, and as, as Miriam said at the end of the story there, 33 years later, with Jesus hanging on a cross, for three hours there was darkness over the land. But the darkness turned into light when Jesus came back to life. And death, the ultimate darkness, was defeated. Graham Kendrick puts it so well in his song, The Servant King, hands that flung stars into space to cruel nails surrendered. This is the light of Christmas, that the creator of the world, the creator of light and of goodness came to earth as a human being because he loves us, each one of us. That it led to darkness being destroyed forever and a kingdom of light being established. Over Advent, we've been considering hope and love and joy. The things that we have in that knowledge and in our relationship with God. And we look forward to that time when that kingdom of light is fully established. When Jesus comes back again and wipes away all suffering, all tears, all sickness, all injustice. That is the light of Christmas. And so as the RAF used the lights of that house in Cumbria to navigate, maybe we can use the light of Jesus to navigate through these challenging times and into the light that he brings. Amen.